Hi, and welcome to our podcast at Elim Life Church. We're really praying that you would be impacted by God's word as you listen today. If you've got any stories of answered prayer or you'd like to get in touch in any way, please contact us via our website, www.elimlifechurch.co.uk. God bless. For those who are still standing, brilliant, thank you. You know, you, you sometimes you sit down after saying what you'd said and then you think, did I say that? So let me just repeat if I did say it. But please keep in contact with us. If you're not well, we want to know that, okay? We really want to know that. We say that to people that are coming to membership with us these days in partnership with us. We say to people, um, you know, when the commitments that we ask of people is to let us know when they're not well, what's going on in their lives because we want to support and encourage. We don't want to come for these next however long it's going to be and then people say to me, you know what, I was ill and you didn't care. But if we don't know, we can't care. Really, we need to know. And right now, if you're not well, this is not the place to be. And I say that, and please, if anybody's coughing now, don't worry about that. We know it's not a persistent cough. We can get paranoid right now. So let's all get the coughs out of the way right now so that we can do that together and we can, we can, we can, we can move on. You know, in a little while, we are going to take up the offering at the end of our service today, but just say that, you know, you've got to think of all the implications this can have. We're not gathering for a little while. It can really affect our offerings. It really can. I just want to encourage you, lots of us I know give um, through standing orders through the bank, and if you're not in that place, you're not doing that already, but you're something that you want to do, uh, there's some little bank details on the pod, um, just make sure you put your name as a reference. If you're a taxpayer, we know who's given that money. It means that we can get the tax claim back on it. Because if we're not gathering, we've still got to pay the bills. We've still got to pay the bills, church. <laughs> so, you know, you might say, it's okay, I'll keep it every week. And when we come back in, however long it'll be, if it is, we're like, well, actually, yeah, we can't have any electricity on because we've been cut off. It's not that bad, but it could be. It could be worse. I might not be able to eat for a month. So, yeah, that would be bad, Brian. So if you want to do that, that might be really helpful to us. Okay, if you've got your Bibles, I um, just want to turn you to a few verses taken from uh, John, uh, Luke's Gospel. I should say Luke's Gospel and chapter 5, and I'm going to read from verse 17. Luke 5 and commencing to read at verse 17. It says there, one day Jesus was teaching. And Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They'd come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat, through the tiles, into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easy to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, 
get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he'd been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. You know, once again this morning, in preaching, I have the privilege of continuing our confident series. Isn't it amazing that we are doing the confident series? In the midst of all that is going on, that we believe that God's desire for us as individuals, that God's desire for his church is to be characterized by a spirit of confidence. And if ever there was a need for the church of the living God to be characterized by a spirit of confidence, truly it is today. In a world, in a society, in cities, in towns, in villages, in communities all around the world today that right now are in a state of fear. Truly, the church is supposed to stand in a place of faith. Instead of being gripped by a spirit of panic, I believe that we need to be gripped by a spirit of prayer. That is why it's wonderful, isn't it? That when you wash your hands, you don't just have to sing happy birthday. Just imagine right now, because the reality is that lots of Christians all around the globe are getting hold of something of this. And we know it's not something of a magic formula, but it is the way that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that right now the church are being mobilized to go into a spirit of prayer rather than a spirit of panic. That we would be a people who truly dare to believe that God could use what is happening in our world right now to draw people to himself. That as Karen said already today, that he is a good, good father who is perfect in all his ways. And that what the enemy has meant for evil, that God is able to turn it around for good. I'm so glad that the God that we love, the God that we serve, the God that we follow after is still the God who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine that he is a God who never, ever changes. And therefore, Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today and forever. In other words, the God of the past is the God of the present. And that the God, the God, that he who was so powerful all those years ago is still as powerful today as he will be tomorrow. I therefore want to declare today that the God that we love and serve is a God who can bring about incredible healing. And that's what we're looking at today, that not only can we be confident in the Word of God, not only can we be confident in the Holy Spirit, not only can we be confident in our identity in Him, but also that we can be confident in the healing power of God. 
That's not a very big amen from a Pentecostal church. That we can be confident in the healing power of God. That we believe that God still has the power to heal today. There's some people that will be gathering in church buildings similar to what we are gathering in today. Some of them may be gathering in houses. And for some of those people, they actually believe that when the Acts of the Apostles, when the Apostles of the early church died, so did the moving of the Spirit that brought about healing today. God bless them. We don't believe that. We believe that the healing power of God is still at work today. That God is still a God who heals in the present like he did in the past. You know, right the way through both the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see how God's people were confident in the healing power of God. Time and time again, we read how God's people both declared and demonstrated confidence in God's healing power. Exodus 15 verse 26 We read there how God himself declares, I am the Lord who heals you. What an incredible thing for God to declare to his people. All those years ago, I am the Lord who heals you. And I want to say that all these years on, that God still declares unto his church that are gathered here today. His church that is scattered around the world who are not able to meet today. He still declares to his people of the world today. He declares, I am the Lord who heals you. I'm so glad that people who are in isolation today, he's still the God who declares, I am the Lord who heals you. That people who find themselves in hospital beds today, he declares, I am the Lord who heals you. That is the God that we love. That is the God that we serve. Isaiah 53 and verses 4 to 5, the prophet Isaiah, he was speaking about the Messiah, the promised one who was yet to come. And he proclaimed, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds... We are healed. The prophet Isaiah was talking about the Messiah. He was talking about the one who was yet to come. He was talking about what his death was going to bring about on the cross. And he said, by his wounds, we are healed. I love what confidence the prophet Jeremiah had in God's healing power. That causes him to proclaim in Jeremiah 17 and verse 14. Heal me Lord and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. What confidence that is for the prophet Jeremiah to proclaim. Heal me and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. Right the way throughout the Old Testament. The people of God believed what God said when he told them, I am the God who healeth thee. 
And as you move over into the New Testament, in the Gospels, we see an absolute explosion of healing beginning to take place. Why? Because the Messiah came. The one whom the prophet Isaiah has spoken about hundreds of years previously broke into our world. And he stands up and declares, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. He has put in order to proclaim good news to the poor, freedom for the prisoners and recovery of the sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free. And he began his public ministry. Here was Jesus. The spirit of the Lord was upon him now in order to see the captives be set free. For those who are oppressed to be delivered. For those who are blind, for their eyes to be opened. And for freedom to come. And therefore, wherever Jesus went, there was an outbreak of the miraculous. As all kinds of people experienced incredible healing in their lives. Wouldn't it have been amazing to be there? When Jesus caused the blind eyes to see. When he caused the lame people to begin to leap for joy. When he caused the dead people to be raised to life. When he saw all kind of people with all kind of diseases and sicknesses completely and absolutely healed. Jesus had arrived on earth and was an outbreak of the miraculous. Signs and wonders were all over the place. And in Luke 4 and verse 40, it says there, At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. What an amazing day that was. That as Jesus laid his hands on people, had all kinds of sicknesses. And on that day, they were healed. What an incredible day. For people that had lived in despair. For people who lived in a place of despondency. A place of desperation. Where death was written all over their lives. All of a sudden, they were completely and absolutely healed. Because they came into contact with the miracle maker. The miracle worker. None other than Jesus Christ himself. For all of those individuals that were brought to Jesus on that day. Somebody had confident faith. Who was it that had the confident faith? The likelihood is that some of those people could not get there on their own to where Jesus was. Some of the people that were blind would have needed people to lead them to where Jesus was. Some of the people that were lame would have needed people to carry them to where Jesus was. For some of those people that had so much sickness on their life, so much fever, so much illness, they would not have been able to get there under their own steam. And therefore, somebody had to bring them to Jesus. I want to tell you, the people that brought them to Jesus, I guess that the vast majority of them had confident faith that Jesus could heal them. What a party it must have been on that day. 
I want to tell you, I can't imagine it being quiet and all decently and in order. You know, some of us want church decent in order. Don't get me wrong. I know that we have to make sure that everything's done decently in order. But you know, sometimes it's so much decently in order, we even keep God out of the picture. I want to tell you on that day, as somebody who was lame began to walk, I want to tell you there was some rejoicing that was going on. Where somebody had been in pain for maybe 30, 40 years, all of a sudden they were healed. I want to tell you, if there'd been anything like me, they'd been shouting from the top of the rooftops that they had been healed. It was an incredible and an amazing occasion. What joy must have filled the hearts of all of those people on that day. And in Luke chapter 5 that I just read to you, we read there of a paralyzed man who was truly cured. He was cured, but on the basis of what? His faith. We don't even know if this man had faith. Did this man have faith that Jesus could make him whole? His friends did. His friends had the faith. It was the friends that got this man. I wonder if this man came kicking and screaming. Well, where are you taking us now? You've took us to some places that I didn't want to go in the past. Where are you taking us now? And yet these friends, they got this man, this man who was a, a paralyzed man, a man who could not walk, a man who was lame. And they got this man on a mat and they began to carry him. These men were men on a mission. The mission was to get him to Jesus. I want to tell you, I wish that for myself, I was more of a man of mission. Some of you are like, oh no, we don't. I want to tell you that God wants every single one of us to be men and women of mission. To be people just like that man's friends who take people, sometimes they might be kicking and screaming. It might be sometimes that, you know, sometimes we say we don't want to push people's arm up the back. Don't get me wrong. I understand what you mean by that. But sometimes we need to give people a gentle push. We need to give them a gentle, come on. I need to take you to somebody who's changed, who transformed my life. I've heard about this Jesus. Come on. You need to come and experience this Jesus for yourself. And these men had confident faith that if they could get this man to Jesus, that he would be healed. That his, his days that were, were such awful days of not being able to walk, of not being able to go wherever he wanted to go unless somebody carried him, would be over if they could get him in the presence of Jesus. So these men, they made the journey. Can you imagine how disappointed they must have been as they arrived at the house where Jesus was teaching? Because as they arrived at the house where Jesus was teaching, the house was so full, there was no room. There was no room in the house. It reminds me of the first time I ever preached in Tanzania going back about 20, uh, 22, 23 years ago now. 
and I arrived at this little village. We arrived late because um, uh, the rain season was on. They were in, they they were in a place of they were in a place of famine at that time, and we had to make this incredible journey. And we arrived at this uh, little building, and uh, boy, I've never seen so many people rammed into a building in all my life. If it been us British stiff upper lip people would have said, "Oh, we'll come back another Sunday when it's not so busy." I want to tell you, they didn't bother. They were hanging through the windows, the doors and everywhere just to get a glimpse of the white man preaching. And boy, did they get a glimpse of me and did they hear me that day. But here, Jesus was teaching in this house. The place was totally and absolutely crowded. And yet there was something within these men that said, destiny lies in this house. This is a place of destiny because Jesus is in the house. And this man's rest of his life history depends upon this moment. And therefore, they began to climb up to the top of the roof and they began to make a hole in the roof. They made their way up to the roof. They made a hole and they began to to lower the paralyzed man on his mat right into the middle of the crowd. Imagine it. Right in the middle. I mean, why did they do it in the middle? Can you imagine like some of us like getting around like, why did they have to do it in the middle? I mean, they could have done it in the corner over there, couldn't they? They had to do it right in the very middle of the house. And all of a sudden they saw this man being lowered down. Every eye now must have not been so much upon Jesus, but it's like, excuse me, step out of the way. Got some bits coming down now, right now. And they were all focused upon this man. And what did it say in verse 20? It says there, when Jesus saw their faith. He wasn't looking at the paralyzed man on the mat. He was looking at the faith of these friends who were probably gazing down right now going, hello. What are you doing? You've interrupted the service. You've interrupted the best preacher I've ever heard in my life. But Jesus saw their faith. He looked up that day. He saw their faith. It was the confident faith that these men had in Jesus to heal that caused a door to fling wide open and to bring about both physical and spiritual healing to this man on this day. What joy must have filled the house as this man got up because Jesus said, These words, friend, your sins are forgiven, he said unto him. Get up, take your mat and go home. I've only just arrived. Actually, I quite like it on this mat. It's quite comfortable. And all these people looking at me right now have not been the centre of attention for quite a while. I think I'll just enjoy the moment. No, there's nothing in that man whatsoever. It simply says in verse 25, he says, Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he'd been lying on and went home praising God. What a moment. 
as he immediately, he got up. He rolled up his mat and he began to make the journey home, praising God as he went. What an incredible moment that was. What an incredible day that was. What a response there was from the people in the house. It says in verse uh, 26, everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. We ain't seen anything like this before. Not Eugene Peterson, Jonathan Skelton. We ain't seen anything like this before. This is absolutely amazing. The great thing is, though, that now we, us, have been given the power and authority to do as Jesus did. In the Old Testament, God proclaimed, I am the Lord who heals thee. In the New Testament, Jesus steps into our world with the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord upon him. And wherever he went, people were brought to him because he could heal them, he could make them well. At times he touched them and they were healed. At times he simply spoke the words and they were healed. Sometimes they were literally in the presence of, in a room where the presence of Jesus was, and they were healed without him even speaking the word, without even him touching them. They were just completely and absolutely healed. And the great thing is now that God is within us. What did Jesus say in Mark 16 in the great commission, the great command? He proclaimed these signs would accompany those who believe they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Are you still confident? He's still confident? No, it's only for Reinhard Bonnke. Bad news is, Reinhard Bonnke has died. The good news is, We're still alive. You want to mention some other people who I won't mention because it might be a bit controversial. But the truth is they don't live in King's Standing. They don't live in Streetly or even Sutton Cofield. They don't live. But we do. And the reality is Jesus said, it's better that I go away. Because if I go away, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And your, my Holy Spirit is going to come to every single one of you. And the truth is now that all power and authority has been given unto him. And he's passed it on to us. Do you believe it? And actually we're called to do greater things than even then he did. And we just need a confident faith to rise up within us. And I really believe that the simple times when the presence of God is simply there to heal. I tell you what, church, I believe that the presence of God is here today to heal. When Jesus was in the house, the presence of God was there to heal. And I believe today that God is here by his Holy Spirit 
where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst. But Reinhard Bonk is not here. Benny Hinn's not here. Catherine Kumar's not here. And we even got George Miller here. You know, he lives in Budley. And so often we've been concentrating on, focusing on the great man or the great woman of God. And God says, get your focus off the great man or the great woman of God because we are all the great men and we're all the great women of God. Come on. We're all the great men and we're all the great women of God. And yes, I know there's some people that have been used mightily with a, a specific healing gift that has come from God. And I mentioned some of those people who are not in the days of George and Stephen Jeffries. We, we haven't got them here right now. But we've got us. We've got us. And Jesus, yes, Robert, lives in us. And is within us. I want to tell you, church, in a, we just need to, to, to step into our world right now and say we have confidence that God can heal you. That our confidence isn't in our touch because we're not going to touch people today. But our confidence is in Jesus Christ, who is the great healer. So everybody who's well, will you stand up right now? Everybody who's well. If you're not well, you need to sit down, keep sitting down. Everybody's well, standing. If you've got something in your body that means that you're not well, just remain seated. I'm amazed that some of you stood, because I didn't think you were that well. It's okay, I don't need to come and visit you now. So often we do it the other way around, but sometimes the people that are ill that really need to sit down because they're not well. So let's see, just pray right now. Let's just focus on Jesus. Just like Jesus was in that house on that day. It was totally crowded. This place isn't totally crowded. But it doesn't change the fact that Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. And I just want to encourage you where you are right now that I'm not going to ask you to move to these people. But there are people that are sat down right across this building. And there's people right now who really need a touch from Jesus. And I just want you just to speak the word over their lives right now. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Come on, let's just begin to do it right now. Just look at those individuals and just speak over their lives. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Because the power of Jesus is present to heal right now. The presence of Jesus is here right now to set the captives free. To proclaim freedom, to bring life, to bring deliverance. Come on, just begin to intercede because some of the people have sat down right now. Some of them have got great faith. Some of them have very little faith. But that's okay because Jesus looked at those four men. We don't know if they're four. There might be six. We don't know. But he looked at those men and he saw their faith. 
And then he spoke the word over that paralyzed man. And for some of us today, we've got faith. So come on, faith people. Come on, faith people. Come on, confident faith. Let it continue to rise. Let it rise. Let it rise. Sickness, go in the name of Jesus. Strength, come in the name of Jesus. Wholeness, come in the name of Jesus. Release every infirmity in the name of Jesus. Release every pain in the name of Jesus. Bring about your deliverance. Bring about your life. Jesus in your name. 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 Yes, Lord. Jesus in your name. Jesus in your name. Jesus in your name. Yes, Lord. Come on, let's just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Persistent faith. Believing faith. Persistent believing faith. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Come on, let's just glorify Him. Let's worship Him.